Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your host, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 228 for March 25th, 2020. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. This week, top Patreon supporter... I made those both singular for some reason. Yeah. This week's <laughs> top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Kling Spore, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Hey, what, uh, what, is, what does the bell signify now? Gangi and Pop Pop. You get a bell. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, and three weeks of in a row. Gangi and Pop Pop, uh, so I want. Just for everybody listening, here's an opportunity to take some good advice from Pop. <laughs> um, he basically said he's got some time on his hands, like many of us do, and what he's going to do to be productive and to create, I don't know, a, a better world is to listen to all of the backlog catalog of uh, Reclaimed Audio. So, Greg, thank you, and everybody else, follow suit. I can think of nothing that would make my life feel more horrible than going back to episode one and reliving this all again right now. Now he did actually mention that he was going to see the kind of the before and after, the um, the rougher around the edges, yeah. and uh, if we've gotten any better. So this may be a good thing, or he may he yeah. may report back that no, you guys still kind of we may lose terrible. his Patreon support. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, but I just realized I've been wasting my money for all these all this time. So I would go back a hundred episodes, maybe, but back to the beginning it might be a little rough. The first one is interesting because in, back in those days, first of all, our audio quality was dog. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. You have to beep, beep. that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I haven't done that in hundreds of episodes. And we are way less professional and swore a lot. Wow, wow. I haven't done that in hundreds of episodes. My apology. Um, that, is, that is true. It's two weeks ago, Phil. Two weeks ago. No, I, I haven't sworn no. in a long time. Um, yeah, so the sound quality has, has improved dramatically, but also we were, um, we were recording on a single track at the time because we were all doing it through Google Hangouts, I think. Yeah. So yeah. we were just like... If so, if somebody made a mistake or I have to edit something, I also had to rework what everybody else said at that same time. So it sometimes felt a little fragmented. But I think mostly, I don't think we had good mics at the time. For sure, Tim did. For sure, Tim had good stuff at the I, time. I was excited because you guys introduced me to the podcast, and I ran out and got on clearance a, uh, a gamer-type headset that was oh, like right. four bucks. And I was oh, using... The, yeah. I was using the headphones that come with an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. You were using the the microphone built in, and I had my, I had my whole rig plugged in, and it was like super complicated because I had to plug in this outboard stuff and these preamps and all this stuff to get my mic to go through, and it was just such a hassle. I went, I bought one of the things, the USB ones, like you guys use, and it's yeah. We all have the blue, don't we? (laughs) We all have the yeah Yeah. the uh, the blue snowball. And what I like about that is it sounds like we're all in the same room because we're all using like before it was like I was in like a radio DJ booth in in San Francisco in 1985 and then like (laughs) you you were you were in your car 
you know, and then yeah. Bill was like in an airplane, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, so now it sounds like we're all in the same room. No, it was good. It was good. So, the, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of improvements. I think the interesting thing is that we always, I, I feel like we're tooting our own horns here, but just I'm glad that Bill brought this up. It's interesting to reminisce right now, but we all from the beginning had that chemistry. Like this would have never worked if we didn't have that, that click, you know, like that kind of that back and forth, that, that read of each other. And I think it's only gotten smoother and better as the years, and that's funny to say, the years have progressed. Um, and I don't. I find we don't talk over each other as much. It happens sometimes, but not nearly as much as it did back in those. We were so excited to say stuff to each other that, like, you know, we, we just couldn't uh, help ourselves. And I, I think we were all guilty of it, but I think we're much, much better now. And uh, Yeah, just our timing in general, yeah? You know, I mean... Yeah. yeah. We also didn't have as much of a structure to the show as we do now. Like, now we have, like, those... You know those outline segments, like okay, we're gonna do this now, and we're gonna do this now, we're gonna yeah. do this now, and just the evolution of the show I find is interesting, and and we've also gotten beyond some of the more superficial topics that you sort of have to cover as a baseline at the beginning right. of every of every episode. Now I think we're more ethereal, we're more in the in the cloud as far as what we're gonna say. Yeah, we, we basically did. don't know what we're gonna talk about just until we start talking. Sorry, yeah. it, it would be very difficult for someone. Uh, <laughs> It'd be very difficult for someone to jump in now too, which is which is bad in some ways. And we made some efforts about that a while back, about like yeah. trying to every other week introduce who we are and explain the premise and this and that to try and make it, you know, so it wouldn't be just like jumping into someone else's conversation, you know. But now we're to kind of at the point where we're like, we don't really care. We're just it's just us. It's you who's listening. I, I, well, and us. it has to be. I mean, do you, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that like uh, a sitcom introduces the characters every episode. You know what I mean? Like right. you kind of no. sort of have to be. Oh, part there's of, Larry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, Larry's an Larry's alcoholic. Last name is. <laughs> yeah. Part of the evolution of the podcast is that people get that now. It's like if you're going to start listening to a podcast, you probably if it's if it's something in our format, you're probably going to have to go back. And you're going to yeah. have to listen to stuff, you know. I mean, where before we were, weren't sure how everything worked, and we're, you know, I think it's like I said, it's just the evolution of our, our podcast as well as podcasting in general. That's an I don't even bother with point. meta tags. Yeah, but I don't. Even, I don't do the meta tagging anymore or any of that stuff. Like when I post, them, I just post them. I barely write a description. That's you know. Yeah, no, that's helping us for sure. That's definitely helping our numbers. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> He's trying to pass it off as though like. It doesn't matter. Who cares about it? That's all good. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> it doesn't. We've had the same growth without them as we did with. Let me ask you this question. On yeah. your YouTube videos. Tag I have a tags. pre I have a preset preset tags that are just always there. And so I just I never even look at them. Reclaim so guitar. Do, 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 you do do the tags though. Here's the yeah, thing but they with don't, Tim though. Don't Phil, make think about difference. this. Here's the thing is it's the title Tim started searched. YouTube is like I don't care what you think. And now, now he, he cares. When we he started the podcast, he was like, I care what I think, but now he doesn't care. It's just, I get it. No, I don't, I don't think I ever no, really cared about No, the difference is that I <laughs> was the one doing it for two and a half years, and now it's Tim's turn, yeah. and now he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> You're more than welcome to log in the next day and add meta tags to everything, but the only place that they go is that on the... <laughs> they go on the, um, on the... You can put them on the SoundCloud page, right? And, but does that go out to the the no, streamers? But, you no, know, it doesn't even go no. out. I'm I'm bugging you. I, I, at this I point, I really doesn't don't think it matters. No yeah. one's like, I don't think anyone's finding us through. Like, I don't find exactly. that iTunes is helping the platform anymore. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're, they're doing. No one's finding your podcast through iTunes. No, they just, 
this, they do it through so their many own podcasts marketing. like this. No, it's and I think that the no. the review segment that we added to do that I think is more beneficial because yeah. it's it's yeah. creating actual engagement with yeah. you who it's, are listening. Speaking of which, us, boys, yeah. did you see the amount of reviews we got? We got like four. Yes. Or four. Yeah. Nothing like a quarantine to get some iTunes reviews, apparently. <laughs> right. So that could be scary because it's like people haven't had time to give us a real opinion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I read through them today. I won't spoil it, but you know, a lot of people call me very funny on there, so I think it's pretty good. Uh, but you didn't read the whole very funny looking. It said. Yeah. yeah no, I didn't read the whole thing. I just read the beginning. Yeah, he just stopped reading. I st- like when it says Phil is funny, that's where I stop. Yeah. I always stop when it's still beneficial to me. Yeah, exactly. That's how I live my life. A quarter mile at a time. You know what? Maybe we should stop now while it's still beneficial. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) I know what you're saying. No, I mean, like, we should start carry on with the uh, podcast, you know. Oh. Bill, why don't you tell us what you've been working on? So I'm going to tell you. You know what? Okay. So I I wanted to mention something. And here's the thing is I haven't. I haven't been working on anything. And what's amazing about this, and, and my amazing and wonderful wife that so many of you know is Casey. Um, she came up with this. It's like, this is the first time since she started working, and, and I had to think about it, me too, to where we've had some time off to where we really can't do anything. There's no point in worrying about what you can do because you can't do anything, right? So we've got some time off, and it's like... I've just hit the reset button. It's like, wow, you're right. It's like even when you're on vacation, you're 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 worried about when you're going back to work. You know, I'm not saying this is, it, it's a it's a one way to positively look at what's going on. I've had some time off, and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get out in the garage. I'm going to do that. You know what? I'm I just haven't. We've been walking the dog. We've been relaxing. We've been watching some shows together. Uh, clean the house up a little bit. Just haven't worried about a whole lot of stuff. We've been trying to just take a breath and reset. And in the fast pace of the Bay Area um, it is amazing to go outside now and you see nothing going on I mean it's it's kind of nice there's no traffic I mean there's a little bit on the freeways and stuff but traffic is amazing you can get to where you're going without sitting bumper to bumper um, the grocery stores have calmed down and, and you know what I mean so it's like now you go to the store it's like oh they're a little low on this and that but it's like not as many people all at once flooding to the store so everything's kind of just taking that reset and it's relaxing a little bit, and it is amazing. I am starting to get a little bit bored. <laughs> At this point now, it's like, yeah, okay, I am probably going to get out in the garage. Um, but, like, for me, I am only working uh, two days a week because um, we're trying to separate and, and skeletonize our crew. Uh, so I've just had this extra time off. And Casey, of course, she's not going in at all. Uh, the salon is not open. It's, I'm telling you guys, it is refreshing. It, it, and as I look around... The entirety of the world is experiencing the same thing. And, of course, there's some silliness and craziness and there's some sadness. But at the same time, it's like I see p- people in, in uh, I think it's Germany, supporting people in Italy by having garage band outside their, their, you know what I mean? It's like, so there's there's some beautiful things going on out there if you, if you want to take a look. And it's just, I hope the entire world can take a breath and reset. And it's like, all right, we're all in this together and here's a moment to just prioritize and you know blah blah anyway I'm getting all sermony I don't want to do that but yeah so I haven't been doing anything Phil and it's been wonderful so nothing you did nothing is what we're saying I did nothing okay alright okay Tim well that was that was nice to hear and uh and you know I do look for silver linings on clouds like like you Bill and I'm glad to hear that 
We're not having anything even remotely close to that experience here. <laughs> but uh, for for me, it's been kind of business as usual, and um, because I I just work alone in the shop all day, anyways, and I have I have work to do. So, but I'm definitely not as productive, like because it's everything's very distracting and a little bit overwhelming sometimes. So I'm not like like you know just like hi ho hi ho. It's not like every you know business as usual, but my 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 poor wife got um a position she, she does part-time teaching and um and she th- uh, this teacher friend so hold on sorry this teacher friend is, is not able to, to cover right now so she was going to go in to teach part-time a couple hours a day in classrooms for a while and so Vance's going to come with me we're going to work it out it's going to be fine but then the quarantine happened so now she's committed to the job and doing it from home and it requires learning like basically six and a half years of, of or however long she's been away from the teaching world and paying staying current with the technology of it like mm-hmm. she's just got to like all this is just dumped on her and she's got no no um no one no one in the room to help her you know what i mean like and so she's just not she's not in the computer she has no interest in, and it's just like like totally overwhelming so we're actually feeling very overworked and stressed right now like the, <laughs> like kind of the exact opposite of just trying to figure out how to you know keep things moving but also keep our sanity and and everything um yeah it's just a you know and when i i'm always i'm surprised by how many people i see when i'm driving to work and back i'm like thinking to myself are these people like are they scofflaws are they deniers are they people like me that are just driving to go be alone somewhere and then driving back are they just driving around because they have nothing else to do yeah you know i noticed that too it's very strange like why are people remember there's there's nothing that says you you have to stay in your house. I think the biggest oh, exactly. thing that we're talking yeah. about is just some common sense. The social distancing is is really yeah. important. It's so easy to do. So there's still a lot of people on the road because they have places to go. As long as they're yeah. not going out to party and hang out in big groups, and and yeah. you know that's that's okay to do. Uh, that's exciting yeah. in a way though for Gwen. I mean, here's a whole. Do you think? After this boils over, do you think she's going to catch on to this new knowledge that she's gaining with the computer thing, or is she going to be just really happy to to be done with it? Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, Gwen is a, a, a lifelong learner, you know, I mean, she's an, an educator and she's educated. And, and so on some levels, she does appreciate the fact that she's getting to stay current with this tech. But at the other side, it's like what's supposed to be a three hour day is turning into an eight hour day every day. And it's really difficult uh, because she's just she's just slow at it all. She doesn't understand the lingo. And so she, you know, she'll say to the, I need to do this and be like, okay, we'll just open that here and then put it there and then click on this box. And she's like, whoa, 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 open what, where? Like she's, you know, right, right, just right. doesn't, I, I get know, it. And there's no way, right. you know, it would, I get it. Right. And if there's someone sitting next to you that can point at the screen and stuff. And so like tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to stay home in the morning and, uh, and just try to do some computer work and just be there because I'm, I don't understand the stuff that she's using, but a lot of it's Google based. So I do know, you know, drive and docs and stuff so I can help her with some of it at least to help alleviate some of the stress but um but yeah no she's she's got her hands full and so it's like you know everybody else is complaining that they can't get work and we've like we got too much (laughs) (laughs) but but that's i mean the way things are who knows in in three weeks that could all be gone you know it's just and that's you know for also for for people like us i mean i'm not i'm not like totally like type a or a control freak or anything but i like to have a plan and it's difficult when you can't you know what I mean? Because you know day-to-day things are changing. So so I was trying to be... And I, I'm... Uh, the older I get, the surprisingly, it's the, the easier I am as far as, That's, like, rolling with the punches. And But, I mean, you guys know I have that side of me. Like, when we used to do the podcast, I remember getting on... I think it was your case, Phil, about doing something consistent 
And you were like, oh, I didn't know you were Rain Man. <laughs> you said something like that to me. <laughs> because I was like, oh, no, we got to say it the same that? way. Every- that seems mean. Did I say that? It sounds like some. you said something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I mean, um, that does that, sound like me because it's clever. But yeah. 100%. But, um, no. but yeah, so reset, that's... Hitting buddy. Hitting the reset button. That's what I was talking about. Just this opportunity yeah. to just, like, take that breath. Yeah, right? I, Hit I, the reset button. I, I, I want to take advantage of that opportunity, but right now that's just not. You know, I was well, actually kind of excited about it in some way. Even if you can't slow down, though, just just getting the idea that you can't predict what's going to happen, right? So that's in itself. I'm okay. I've, I'm there now. Right. That's fine. So, I'm like six months, eighteen months, whatever. Like that's. Right. I'm I'm okay with that. It's you know, and, and then you know, once once you know, Gwen gets on the other side of this learning curve that she's on a very right. steep learning curve in a very short amount of time, then it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's I keep I keep trying to tell her that like you're going to get it and it's going to be okay. You know. Right now it's gonna suck, but we're gonna we're gonna get through, and then it's gonna be. But that's life. I mean, it's always, and then there'll be some other hurdle. Who knows, you know? But as far as the workshop, um, I'm still working on all the stuff that I've been working on, um, like the, you know, like I said, everything's in slow motion. The pipa's almost done. The 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 Chinese instrument that I'm working on. Um, I got this cool guitar I've started. Um, but what's really fun is uh, I had gotten I got the truck too, which has actually been sitting a little bit for the past few days. Um, I haven't had a chance to get to that, but what's what's fun is um, I got some a big piece of Corian um, mm-hmm. that I I been, wanted to make a, a Corian guitar for a while, and so now I got the Corian to do that. So I started I came up with a theme and a plan and stuff. I'm gonna do another zero percent wood guitar. Um, that should be kind of interesting. I'm excited about that. And then the other thing I'm working on is um, I, I think I mentioned it last week. My my buddy Matt who is the maker over at one of these children's museums. We were talking about the fish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a mold yeah. for him. I carved it out, and then I knew that I was going to have to do more work. Like, I knew that the first one wasn't going to be good, but I was like, can you make a mold for me to see it so I can see it? Instead of seeing the inverse of it, I can see the end result. Then go in and edit the file. And so I came into the shop this morning, and this little rubber fish was shoved in the handle of my <laughs> my truck at the shop. And so now I can see, like, where we need to, you know, we talked a little bit about Looks it. Looks pretty good. Unit. But it looks cool, doesn't it? It's, uh, it's um, what is it, Mold Max stuff that they poured I, into I, it. I mean, it's a quick, fish. Though, it's you, fine. Are you taking yeah. an opportunity to play with something on camera that our audience can't see? I am showing you, Bill. Phil, you can't look. It's <laughs> oh, only for you, boy. Bill. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what this is? This is four years of vindication for Bill. I can't believe you did that. You walked right into it. Right. Uh, I'm so happy right now. I'm telling you, it's, it's a wonderful time to be alive, boys. Yeah. But yeah, but um, yeah, no. But it's been it's been neat learning this because when I, I started modeling this fish, and um, and I was like, because it, it's inverse, so it's like whatever you know, and trying to visualize and making mistakes. And I got to a point where I put a message up in a Facebook group like, hey, anybody can do this out there. I'll pay you. Um, and then like you know, I, I kind of was like, well, who who's who is this man that's saying I'm going to outsource this work? Like who who is this man that would just say like I'm not going to take the time to learn this myself? And I'm just going to have someone else do it. And I got a little mad at myself. And so I forced myself to sit down and, and figure it out. And so I'm, while this fish is not, I have to do it all again because there's things we need to change about it. It's like I, right. now I can do it because like kind of like what I was talking about with my wife and the learning curve. Like I, I got over that initial learning curve and now I need to learn how to do it right. You know what now, I mean? Now, and, didn't you I'm excited say last about week, it. Didn't you say last week that you're going to have to make it half, right? So you're going to make two halves that you'll eventually put well, that's, together? That's what this is. So this is two halves. And then, and then I carved them out, the negatives of them, out of a blocks of Delrin. And then he puts the, and I put um, 
pins in it, like um, position markers, you know. Right, right, I right. Use pen, yeah. I use cut off pencils like I always do. And so the, the two pieces slide together, and what he did is after I made the mold, he drilled a hole somewhere to pour. So he closes right. it, pours it until it comes out mm. the hole, lets it dry in like 15, 20 minutes, and he pulls the two halves apart and cuts off the part that came out of the hole, the excess, you know, the slag. Is that harder to do than just actually like making the whole thing? You'd have to have a like an eight D printer to do that or something, right? Well it's like it's um it's like a foam it's almost like a nerf football but denser. It's mold mold max twenty five. It's like okay. so it's like one of those like you know, you pour the two parts you mix the two parts together and pour them and they harden really fast and um so the easiest way to do it is to make a mold. And what he was doing before is he was using the other mold max stuff where you make the negative, like the silicone molds. Right, right. But they would deteriorate after, like they make hundreds and hundreds of these things when they do it. Because the kids, they get lost. Kids bite their tails off, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when they were making the silicone molds, like so they had, the original one was sculpted. And then they just make a silicone mold of the sculpture. Um, right. But then the silicone molds would, would wear down. And, uh, and, you know, you'd get about a hundred of them. And then you'd have to make new silicone molds, and so he wanted something permanent, so he'd never have to make a mold again. So for, it's worth it for them to invest in me making these permanent ones, and then they'll be right. done forever, you know. But, yeah, so that's awesome. what I've been up to. I've been learning, learning stuff and, and working. And Phil, you have some stuff to talk about. Um, I, um, I built some, some shelves, just a hanging shelving unit for my son because he uh, – well, we've been quarantined, right? Um, because my youngest uh, is, uh, he's got asthma. He gets asthma, he gets severe asthma when he gets sick. And so he's basically compromised as far as this thing we're all dealing with. So we really have been quarantined from anything and anyone. Um, and so we've been ordering a lot of Lego sets. We stop now because uh, Amazon is only delivering essentials. But before, we ordered a bunch of Lego sets to, to, for my son to have something to do all day. And so he's built a ton of these little Lego sets, and he's really good. He's six, and he's been doing, like, these these sets that are for nine plus, and, you know, we think they're going to last him a week of work, and he does them in a day. So he's got a lot of these. <laughs> That's awesome. These, you know, he's got a lot of these sets that, he, you know, and they need to be displayed. So he's run out of shelf room, so I figured, you know what, I'm going to build him a shelving unit, and it's going to hang on the wall. And so that's what I did, and uh, and. I couldn't run out to the store, so I used what I had on hand. And if anyone saw my last video, I had uh, I had some I used plywood to build these display boxes. Anyways, I had like three 24 by 16 inch pieces of plywood left over from that. And uh, and at one point, I had built my kids a kids table, and they've outgrown it. So I took the top off, and I used that to make the side supports. And uh, so I just, this is a scrap wood and reclaim project. I didn't film it or anything. I just wanted to do it for my, for my son. And I decided that I was going to color match uh, this shelf to his furniture in his room, which is like this smoke gray. And uh, that was a stupid mistake because color matching is impossible. Um, but anyways, that brings me to, uh, I, I did all this with my HVLP sprayer because... Um, I actually love the HVLP sprayer when it works properly and I'm spraying latex, but I came into this problem where it's just, uh, we're getting these raised bumps and the boys and I here have been, have been talking about this. Uh, before the show tonight, I was doing it and I, we were chatting on, uh, on Facebook messenger and then during the, the pre-show, as it turns out, I haven't been using a filter, like the filter inside of the, uh, of the gravity gun or instead of the cup, the, the gravity cup. So uh, that's my problem, and it's been making these little tiny, sharp, little raised bumps. 
Um, so I'm going to have to, I just did a coat before the episode that we're recording tonight. I'm going to have to sand it down and uh, find find those filters. Otherwise, I'm going to have to run to Home Depot, and I just found I just found the SKU on their website. So, uh, so hopefully that fixes my problem because it wasn't an issue of pressure like I thought it was. It wasn't an issue of, you know, a clogged nozzle or anything like that. It looks like it's just the filter. So hopefully that fixes it. And then I can put on a couple of coats, and then I'll put on a coat of polycrylic, and then it'll be done. It'll match his furniture, and everybody will be happy. And uh, that's sort of what I've been working on. And at the same time, I've been uh, going to work every day. And going to work means going to the basement to my office. And uh, luckily, I signed one client before this whole thing happened because business development has gone to the to the tubes. But I've got this one client I'm working on, and uh, and so that's that's what's been keeping my sanity. Is, uh, is is working on this one client mandate and this project for my son and a lot of uh, a lot of family time a lot of family time <laughs> and that's that's where I'm at <laughs> yeah. hey, you know what I, I will say this you look a little more relaxed this week because last last week I think you were a little little uh, concerned about everything that was going on and I, I think that initial uh, panic or or even just like is oh it's you seem much more relaxed well i'll tell you i'm a lot more confident that our government canadian government and also the world governments are taking steps to make sure that we don't you know die and i mean that economically um because we're all in it together and uh i know that the canadian government is convening tomorrow there's going to be like 32 members of parliament who are going to be convening representative in their numbers of, of their parties and stuff. And they're supposed to announce some, some pretty uh, big financial um, bailouts for us. So things like uh, total mortgage deferrals, uh, you know, paying salaries, something like that. Just So I'm a lot more confident in our government being able to help us out. And I hope that the same happens for you guys. I know my friends have called the banks and they've gotten like six months of mortgage deferrals. Um, I wanted to wait and see what the government was offering before I ran to the bank because there's a difference between a mortgage deferral and a more and a mortgage um, payment holiday. One is where they continue to accrue the interest and you have to pay that at the end of the six months. And the other one is just like they take these six months and they tack it on at the end and it makes no difference to you. So one is very different than the other so I want well, to make sure that I, I get the I gotta one. Say, I gotta say one thing is uh, uh, what you said is exactly right the, the governments are getting better. Casey just found out today that as a business owner she all of her employees were able to file for unemployment insurance right through the state of California yeah. but she wasn't because she's a business owner. So we were a little concerned about that. Well, she just found out today that actually the federal the government has stepped in now and says yes small business owners can file for they have their own unemployment they can get there's that. And then the city of Oakland, where she's at, um, uh, she's qualified now for a few small grants, but things are going to help pay that, the rent, you know, her lease. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And then they put out a, um, uh, I, I just, I'm telling you, man, this is a, it's a reset and it's a beautiful world. Uh, all of her clients have been calling in and they've offered to say, if you want to buy gifts, gift cards now pay for your service now and then when things get crazy then we'll get your haircut a lot of our clients have taken advantage of that which is great and a lot Mm. of people have said no we're just going to buy gift cards but we're still going to come in and get our haircut and pay for it when it's come over so yeah the the amount of stress that we felt last week compared to this week just for us 
is a hundred percent better. It's, it's the, the yeah. world is pitching in. I, I really think that. I think everybody's really stepping up and saying, "Hey, it's all right. We're going to be okay." Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that, and also, um, I've been drinking a lot more. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's helping. I, I've noticed That's that healthy. too. I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, I, I think the rosy cheeks are not from the weather. Yeah, you get your boost tan on. <laughs> yeah. Listen. You got to do what you got to do to survive. Well, that's the end of the thought. You got to do what you got to do to survive. Um, let's move on to uh, this week's uh, highly thought out and very structured topic of uh, what did I say it was going to be called again? And I feel fine. Um, and I feel fine. And I feel fine. From so the, there's a song yeah, lyric, you know, uh, it's the end of the world. And then the, you know, the suffix to that is, and I feel fine. Um, and. You know, that's kind of like a Gen X sort of, uh, you know, uh, call to action kind of thing where, you know, we're very defeatist and very sar- sarcastic and sardonic and all that stuff. But I really do think that, um, you know, I, I'm not as rosy as uh, as Bill is, but I really do think that on the other side of this um, very serious crisis that we're facing there is going to be a heck of a lot of opportunity, and there is definitely a ton of reason to be positive right now. Um, and, you know, we were saying this in the pre-show. This is one of those moments wh- that will demarcate history as before and after. Um, but, you know, uh, I've identified some some business opportunities myself, um, and, you know, and I think that there's going to be a lot of very cheap money that's going to be available after this. Um, and, you know, I'm sort of uh, putting together some business plans of my own that I think that I'm going to be able to take advantage of, of those opportunities and, and grow my business. So, you know, now is the time to really take stock of what we're doing and, uh, and, and to take advantage of what's going to be coming out as soon as this is over because this will be over. Life absolutely will go on. And I think that if we can all be smart and we can all just do the right thing and that self-isolate, self-quarantine, be safe, not for us. But for those people who are vulnerable, then everybody benefits on the other side of this. The governments are going to do right by us. We're going to be able to take advantage. And uh, and so that's how I feel. I think I really think that we're going to be fine after all of this. And, you know, that's sort of a, a reaction to my uh, my feelings last week where I was really, really down. Listen, I, I'm be honest with you. I was feeling really awful last week. This week, I'm resigned to the fact that I'm going to be home with my wife and my kids for the next month. Um, at probably at the very least, but on the other side of this, I think we're all going to be great, and that's truly how I feel. Well, I, I can tell you, and I feel fine now relating to the shop. Um, I've actually started today to start thinking about I'm, I, I do have some time, some stress-free time to get in the shop, and um, I want to make the ukulele. I, I actually got the, uh, the cigar box, the fretboard from Tim and the wood I'm going to use for the neck laid out on my bench. So there's that project. And I'm just trying to think, what are some other no, Tim, you may not be able to do this. Like you said, you're still working. Um, but for me, it's like, what are some just no care, no responsibility projects that I can come up with just to keep busy? I mean, that is such a, a first world problem, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to go out in the shop just because I'm a little bit bored. I love that. I think that's awesome to be able to do that. So I'm trying to think of some things I could I can try. Maybe I haven't done in a while. Uh, new projects. I don't know. Any any ideas? I'm open to all suggestions. Yeah. Oh, I got. I know what I would do if I had all that time, and um, I would do like one of those um, apothecary 
like tiny little drawers, like a, you know, for, like for all the nuts and bolts. Oh and I would yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shop storage. Yeah, you make like yeah. sixty tiny little drawers for, uh, you know, for nuts and bolts, and really organize them. Ugh, I've been dreaming about doing something like that, and like I would do it where I, um, I did dados, and then you know, so that each single drawer had like its own little slide to go into. That's uh, I know that would how, feed your OCD. I would you make would love them. That. I, I would make them so each slide was a different size so you can't put the wrong drawer on the wrong track. <laughs> you are the, the worst. the only way I'm going to keep them well, in the right if spot. You, if you put the slides on the bottom, all you would have to do is, is uh, put just the slide in a different wider. spot. Yeah, Same just, size yeah, slide, just, but just move it over. Right, right. Yeah. You could, you, you, well, between the two, you could actually easily make 60 variables by within a quarter of an inch yeah. you know, of width and then an inch of left to right. You could probably have fifty possible, and then it would I be mean, like a puzzle just, too. I'm really not going to do this, but I think it's an amazing <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know you. You throw everything into one drawer, but I think you could just do a really sloppy job of doing the dados to construct the cabinet, and then have to right. make every single drawer fit that nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds way worse. <laughs> yeah, it does, which is pretty much how I make stuff, anyways. <laughs> well, that's yeah. that's kind of what I well, do with my workbench, literally. right? I, I thought I had yeah. my drawer spacing correct, and I ended yeah. up having to redo everything. It's exactly right because I didn't. The openings were sloppy, so the, the drawers that were made well didn't fit in there. <clears throat> so here's here's another dimension to that. What you could do, and because I know you like to glue metal together, um, you could make like. 120 teeny tiny drawer runners <laughs> we bring up no. the engineer and Bill Lutz with like thousands of teeny tiny ball bearings yeah oh, it's like God. not gonna really do that either that's awesome no yeah. you're not gonna do that either yeah. okay um how about like like a box to put stuff in you know, I, I was actually, I was concentrating more, I was thinking, uh, making some jigs. I have Crates. a couple of jigs that I've sl uh, slapped together, um, and they work fine, and I've always been that way. I've never really made a nice jig with T-tracks and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I will do that. Oh. Make make mm -hmm. a nice table saw sled, an actual, like a, you know, a Steve Ramsey quality. I don't know. Who, who makes a and nice table sled? Uh, you have that new well, John Heiss maybe. John Heiss, that's what I was thinking. That's yeah, you have that new uh, workbench. Maybe you want to outfit that with some uh, stops and stuff, you know, yeah. or a T track or, yeah, yeah. So things like that, more more like just just because I don't need it, but I can have it, and I've got I've got a little bit of spare wood, I've got a little bit of spare metal. Who knows what I'll come up with? But yeah, I thought I might do that. I have, you know, they have. Um, what you could do is you could make you take one of those. Um, Again, because you have a welder, you could take one of those uh, Harbor Freight clamps, just a regular F-style uh, clamp, mm -hmm. and what you do is you shear off the, uh, I guess, the non-adjustable side, the fixed side, and then to that you weld, mm -hmm. I guess, a three-quarter inch bolt, and then you could use that as a, um, as a holdfast. You know, you put it into your dogs, into your dog holes, and then you can clamp down your workpiece right. to that. Those are you can make a few of those as work hold. Oh yeah, I've, I've done that before, but not as making a bolt on the end. I've done because I screw into my bench top. I mean, after I'm done after this one in another week, it's going to be not pretty as it is now. Um, but I've just put little um, uh, little tabs on there to where I can just you know slice off the end. But instead of going in there, I just screw a hole into it 
wherever I want on the bench, and that becomes my oh. move fast. Does that make sense? No, no, I get what you're saying. It just chews yeah. it up, right? Well, you just screw into the top of the bench is all. No, I know, but I mean you're chewing up the bench. I don't know. I always screw into the top of my bench. Well, so, so do I, but my bench, bench is... Yeah, I mean, I have... My bench is MDF, like my wo- little woodworking butcher block bench. Right. I don't screw into that. Yeah. You know? I feel like you should just do what I'm saying, because I feel like it makes a ton of sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I also feel like that... Just make some nice fold fests. But your your bench is also narrow enough to where you could just like just clamp on the other side of it. Let's just, <laughs> just reach around and clamp it. That's you know what well, I mean? And I thought yeah. about it. I thought about a system to make a hold fast. So check this out. Here's here's kind of it's, it's overcomplicated, but check this out. Because my bench is narrow, what if I had something that clamped over the the, the bench <clears> and then the hold fast would slide back and forth on it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like a sliding dead man, but horizontal. Like a T track. You could, yeah. Just so put T track in I, your I, bench. Well, it's kind of like a T-track, but it's it's something yeah. that you can take off completely as one thing. And again, overcomplicated because a T-track would make way more sense. But if I didn't want to put a T-track in my bench, I could do that. It can it can work on any bench. It would clamp on yeah. either side. But isn't it is it to board with a bunch of holes in it that you clamp to the top of the bench? No, no. I'm thinking of a metal oh. a metal runner. So imagine if you had a piece of let's we'll start with some angle iron running the length yeah. of, of the width of the bench. Clamps on either end of that to clamp to the bench, so there's nothing that's you know poking into the bench. Yeah. On that metal, on that metal um, angle iron slides the hole fast back and forth. So you you could okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be kind okay. of a fun jig to make. Yeah. So I mean, it sounds like just uh, T track, and so uh, I actually have this, and I swear to God, I'm not shilling right now, but I have that. That bench clamp that you've seen in my video, like the miles square, which I bench really craft, like. Uh, yeah, it's honestly I use it all the time now. It's crazy good, um, and I swear I'm not shilling. They didn't pay me to say that, um, but it also works with T track. So if you lay down T track into your bench, you could slide that and put it anywhere on your bench, not just that one little spot that I have uh, drilled out for it. Right, it's the same idea, but the, what I'm talking about, you can put it in any position along the length of your bench, and then the the, yeah. the hole fast slides back and forth across it to go the depth of your bench. No, no, I, I get that. I get that. I know what you yeah. mean. I'm just saying, like, you have to yeah. bust that out every time, clamp it down to the bench, and then to use it. This is kind of just embedded in it, your bench, and you just slide it in. And you, you'd only lose no. three quarters of an inch of wood for your T-track yeah. that you, you know what I mean, which is fine. And if you just recess it just a little bit lower than the wood, losing anything. Yeah, yeah. You could you could make a piece of wood that slides into the T track to fill the T track up. That's true. When you're not using it, if you took out the T, for sure you could. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I was thinking is that I don't have T track, and therefore I wouldn't have to because I like to not spend money. I'm trying to use up understood resources I have in the shop. So I was trying to think of, of alternate ideas. Uh, I don't want to run out. I have, I have a T-Track bit for my router. I haven't used it yet. Yeah. But I'm excited to make my it's own It's like a keyhole bit. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a keyhole yeah. bit is kind of the same way. Yeah. Kind of, except the dimensions are a little different. But yes, it's it's a very similar thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to do. I feel like you can't use it with softwood, and my bench is softwood. Like a, a softwood T-Track, like. 
wouldn't work well. You'd have to. I wouldn't trust like, it. Plywood. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, chip right out. It, it depends. I think they do last. I mean, it, we oftentimes will over muscle You're things crank that you don't a, have to. Yeah. Most things that you clamp down, even with even with clamping wood together, because of that hole, mm. I want to see that squeeze out, right? I'll go, so you gotta you gotta have yeah. a thousand pounds Thousands of pressure of to pounds. hold wood together. And most often, you don't need to do that. I mean, you're just clamping it together, you know. So I I don't know. I, I think uh, if you if you have that bit, it's made to put a, a T track with. You're not you're talking without having the metal insert, right? Just putting a T track slot in your bench. Yeah. Yeah. For, I, I, yeah, I, like first yeah. you'd run so like a straight pine, bit and I then you'd run. Pine, maybe that would be a problem, but. Yeah, well, that's what my bench is. It's dug fur, right? It's the same thing. Oh. I don't know. I, I think you should try it. Yeah. I would do it in plywood as a test and then see. But plywood, I really I think, think that soft food with that one grain because when I, th- I think plywood would tear out really quickly. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I do actually have some T-Track. I might, I might do that. But this one, I, I, I don't frankly, I'm a little lazy. Uh, this one little uh, metal plate that I have where I put the bench dog, it rotates 360 degrees, so it's been great so far. Um, yeah, like, and I use it just about in every project. It's fantastic to be able yeah. to clamp something down and to do sanding and stuff. Um, again, and all you really have to drilling. do with that, Phil, is drill some holes in it. You can drill it straight into the top of your bench. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I did. I do have another <laughs> one where I could put it somewhere else, so that does work. I like what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. He's bringing like it back to drilling that. into the top of the bench. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't like that. That's silly. Um, <laughs> it's so nice. You just built this beautiful thing. I can't believe you want to drill into it. Dude. I don't, but I know me, and it's going to get dirty. And instead of like trying to maintain it, I'm going to say, you know what? Boom, and I'm going to drill into it, and then I'm going to spray paint something on it, and then I'm going to do this on it. It's a bench. It's a workbench. It's not a woodworking bench. It's not uh, a, listen, we talked about this. It's I'm not with a you. reference bench. No, totally. I'm with you. I just sprayed like a gallon of gray spray paint, or oh, not spray paint, but of latex on my woodworking bench. Probably including my vice too, but I'll be able to sand that back and clean it, which I will one day. I'm not saying anytime soon, but one day. But drilling into well, it, technically, is, is if you drilled into the top of your bench, right, you could then after you're done with the project, because I'm not going to use yeah. it all the time. Drill I could bigger drill and out put in that a dowel. screw hole, and I could put yeah. in a dowel. Yeah. I know you're right. You're right. These are very good, unlikely answers, but still. Unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I think the guy who drills into his workbench is not drilling a bigger hole and pounding in a dowel and sanding it flush and cleaning it up. I will if I have time on my hands like I do now. If the hole gets in my Ta-da. way, I will. If like right. um like on my CNC, I I screw into my wasteboard all the time, and you know I try not to change yeah. my wasteboard too often. But then I also do dowel holes in my thing for like position markers, and I mm-hmm. I use um pencils, right? And so. Sometimes, like, the hole will be, like... Because I'll be running multiple files, and the hole might get a little sloppy, and so I'll just drill it out, plug something in, and then run it again, and... Yeah, right. absolutely. You know, but if it's not in my way, then I don't care. <laughs> and that waste board is just MDF, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after a while, you get to a point where, you you know, you level it, and then it, then it gets to a point where you have to just get rid of it and get a new one, but... So with my CNC, which is smaller, I really just always use a scrap piece of MDF. And I'm changing it out. It's not like yours, That's which is what two by three feet, 
four by eight feet? What do you have? Two, uh, two by two by four is the two by the, four. So that's a, yeah. a much larger piece. I'm yeah. I will just grab well, any random piece of MDF and. That's all I did when I had your machine. I was just it wasn't even it was just whatever. I would just random random garbage. I would just put screw, you know, clamp down because you have the T-tracks on it so I'd clamp the yeah. random garbage down and then I'd screw my Correct. work onto the random garbage yeah right that's what I do yeah yeah yeah. but I don't have those those T-tracks on mine it's just I have a well I have a three quarter inch wasteboard that covers the, the machine but then I have another three quarter inch wasteboard on top of that that's the one I cut into so that oh, way because I, I used to okay. do it with just one but then I'd have to re like re-drill the pilot holes to mount it all into the tracks and then it was a big pain the next and I just stack I never need all eight inches of clear and seven inches is plenty you know right 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 wow who's oh, yeah. ever gonna yeah. use seven inches you know what I mean seven inches is overrated <laughs> that's why uh, all you need is a seven inch bandsaw well you know what that's something I wouldn't mind Actually, having uh, more of for yeah, resawing because I don't have any. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind twelve inches too. I agree with you, Tim. I wouldn't mind twelve inches. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thinking about maybe putting riser blocks on mine or something, but I don't know. We'll see. We're not going there, yeah. Bill. Yeah. No, I was talking about bensos too. Um. <clears throat> so, Tim, what's what's, what's the way that uh, you feel fine? What do you feel fine about? Uh, Project wise, generally. What's that? Project-wise, what do you feel fine, like, in the workshop about? Well, I am, uh, you know, I am still working. Um, but, you know, part of my work right now is that truck, you know, the and outfitting that. And I'm, the, the weather got a little turned on us a little bit. I'm looking forward to getting back to that. And I was waiting on some stuff. But um, that is, you know, because I'm doing video content for it, so that is part of my work. Right, um, it's, it's a sponsored project, which is exciting. Exactly. You do have to actually yeah. get some stuff done. So. Right, I'm not like I'm not really making any money on it. I'm just not losing money on it. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, but it is so. It is. It's work that I'm. You know, I've committed to doing, and I'm excited about doing. And um, yeah, I've been I've been pretty lucky lately because I've been getting some unique and fun instruments. Uh, and then the one that that I I'm gonna do out of the Corian, um, I've got a fun, like that's kind of you know I'll make a video of it of course, but that's for me. You know, and uh, and so that's exciting because it's just like an art piece. You know, how thick is so this Corian? Uh, oh, well, it's three quarter. It? It's a kitchen counter. Okay. So it was like, um, I was I. It was actually in the vlog that I just released yesterday. I mentioned it. I went to my my buddy was um, had a bunch of hollow core doors from my house. He flips houses, you know, and uh, so he had like a dozen or not a dozen. I think eight of them, eight hollow core doors for me. And they're really interesting. They're they're a new style on the inside that I'd never seen before. Usually the cardboard Ooh. is, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most of <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> See, Phil is funny. But no, but sir, <laughs> I've I'm I've sorry. taken apart. I've taken apart more than a hundred of these doors, right? Yeah. And so, so any little difference is exciting. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, so like there's there's the kind that have wood slats on the inside, which are the worst, 
And then there's the kind that have cardboard on the inside, which are better. And then of the cardboard, there's two different kinds. There's like a wide, it's like a honeycomb pattern almost. Mm -hmm. There's like a wide honeycomb pattern. And then there's like a small one where the, and so like the small ones are my favorite because that honeycomb looks really cool. The wide ones are more common. Uh, So then this one, I'm picking them up. I'm like, oh, these feel like they're going to be wood inside. They're going to be a big pain in the neck because they felt heavier. And so I went and I, I brought them back to the shop and I just went, I just cut one side off one down the table saw to see what it looked like on the inside. And it was corrugated cardboard tubing. Um, like probably about two or three inches in diameter and huh. just cut into slices about, you know, an inch and a quarter thick, whatever the interior dimension is. Um, and the whole thing is full of these cardboard circles. So it's like best of both worlds. It has that stability. Like I'd walk on this door. Like no, no, huh. uh, you know, I, I, you could take these doors and just leave them as they are. And they're like, they're pretty solid. I was impressed. Right. Um, so, but that was exciting to me, you know, so that's, that's something I'm feeling fine about a new kind of holocore door to take apart, you know? But uh, but I asked you because I knew you would come up with something unique and amazing. (laughs) Unique, right? Yeah, definitely unique. But yeah, but so then the 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 you know I've been wanting to do a Corian guitar for a while, and there's other people that have, and so then they had that countertop there, and they're like, "You want it?" I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I've been looking for that," and so it's three quarter inch thick. Okay, has the has the bull nose, um, you know, around the edge, which is but that's fake. Yeah, Yeah, the profile, but so but it's three quarter inch thick. So I'm making a semi hollow, and I'm gonna put together the two three-quarter inch pieces you know because it's heavy so i want to hollow it out anyways you know that's kind of cool what color is it yeah it is white i knew it whenever i think of corian i think of like a creamy off-white yeah yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty white but it's definitely off-white i mean i've definitely seen it with like some flecks in it this stuff this stuff is just straightforward It's, it's bathroom sink like just white you know right yeah, but yeah. it was it was from the kitchen, so, so it was some big pieces. Did you say you were going to laminate it so you get an inch and a half? Yeah, I'm doing two semi-hollow parts that I'm going to glue together like a clamshell. And um, how do you glue Corian? Epoxy. Yeah. Huh. That That's the what they use when they seam it. it? Yeah. That's what they use yeah. to do the bullnose on the end of it is this epoxied on there, I believe. And they, they mix dust. They mix Corian dust in with it when they do it, and then they sand it, and uh, you don't even see the seam. So you never see it. So I'm going to try to do that if I remember. Very you clever know, Corian like run people. A, run a piece yeah. down the table saw. To, uh, yeah, that's how they do granite, too. Was I mean, they when they install granite countertops where that seam is, the guys that are good where they, they really hide the seam, it's just they mix dust and epoxy. But they don't fake the bullnose on granite. They actually do run routers with those bullnose profiles and diamond I'll be honest, tools. I haven't seen a lot of bullnose on granite. Usually granite is just a thick piece of granite as a ca- countertop. They, they uh, do, do, I used to be in the diamond business and we used to sell those bits and we would do, like, uh, they were all bunch the Roman OG, like there was a whole bunch of I don't know how, how much seen, we sold of each the, one I wasn't... The, a bullnose to me is like it's the curved end that comes down and makes the piece look thicker than it is. <clears throat> Well, yeah, well so then you could miter it and then and then put in like a ninety degree piece to make it look thicker than it is, but then you'd round that profile to make it look that it's right, not right. like a generally, sharp. Yeah. Right. That that's one way. I think generally speaking, what I see is the way that this countertop was, where like if it's three quarter inch thick, they glue another three quarter inch thick piece underneath it. And they do the same with granite, or at least I've seen it done that way with granite, because otherwise it's just yeah. so stupid heavy if they made it and expensive if they made it that thick so they will do little tricks like that or they just like granted like they'll just do one inch and then one inch is just a good profile anyways I have a feeling yeah. this is one right. of those times when somebody's going to write in and explain to us how wrong all three of us are 
Oh, I'm sure. I mean, sure, I'm sure that there's differences. Well, we're recording this I've week, seen. so yeah, yeah, that's gonna <laughs> happen. Yeah. yeah, just what I've seen. I, yeah. I've only seen a few, so yeah, I, I kind of like I, all of them. I've only been on the vendor side of it with the tooling, so I'm sure that the tradesmen who are actually doing it are doing it differently than however I was told or seen or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, so a granite guitar is kind of out of the question then, huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great sound out of something like that, I bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, the tone wood of a granite is just... Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got to be the flecked granite, not the... I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's um, do this. iTunes review review. Get to them. Let's do it. I like it. Okay. We have. I don't think we're going to get to all. Maybe we'll save a couple for next week. Why don't we each do one and then we'll save the rest for next week? That sounds good. Um, it's the end of the world. Who knows if there's going to be a next week? Just read them all. All right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start with um with disappointed composer. <laughs> Because I like the name. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, there is more than I thought. Okay, all right. We'll save two then. Um, oh, is there one from the international market? Disappointed composer. Nope. What? I don't see that one. Uh, March 14th. That's, that's I am number one? I am number one. Do I, you know what? Do I even have this? I don't even have this in the right order, actually. Let me, hang on. Let me fix this. Okay, No, that so. was the right one. Um, okay, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that was the right one. Okay, disappointed composer. I am number one, five stars. So, what an honor! I suppose I will have to increase my replays in order to maintain the title. Thank you all for everything you do. Without you, none of this would have been possible, and I would not be where I am today. <laughs> go, go, me, and Phil. And this is signed Matt D, who was our number one listener from a few weeks ago. Ah. Uh, when, I, when I was going into the stats. And so, and he put, P.S., I'm not sure how you got my name since I don't think I signed into my podcast app. That's pretty spooky. But basically, <laughs> everybody knows everything that you do. We got to get that through our Correct. thick skulls that everybody I, knows everything we do. I've Tim, Matt, long before there was, like, internet. So. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if you're logged yeah. in or not. He was it's, stalking him by it's, facts. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah he was. He was. He was actually tiptoeing <laughs> behind me in a trench coat. <laughs> Old school stocking. Uh, Phil, I, I think yeah. you should read the next one. Thinking of you guys, even Phil. I feel like it would come. Be- it would sound better coming from you. It's weird to talk I, about I myself. Can. No, I think you should do it. Do it, Bill. All right, all right. I'll, I'll take it. By legendary, love it. Um, and uh, before we even start, everybody I know who's got the last name of Love It, by the way, are amazing people. I'm just throwing that out there. Anyway, hey guys, I've been pretty busy these last few weeks and couldn't listen. Who would have known all of a sudden I'd have countless hours to catch up? Well, I think Phil is kind of funny, even when it's the guys giving him a hard time. I appreciate your laughter and light in the dark times. I'm a public school teacher, bartender, and a woodworker. Today, just a woodworker. I appreciate the creative <laughs> inspiration and ecstatic, and am, I'm assuming, and am ecstatic to be part of this wonderful community. What a that great the, time to make something and The bartender that wrote that be, sentence, not the teacher. <laughs> do what? It was the bartender that wrote that sentence, not the teacher. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's see. What a great time to be make. What a great time to make something and figure out ways to be part of the solution, not the problem. Take care. P.S. When I heard the reports about the San Francisco Bay Area, I immediately thought of Bill. Stay healthy and happy now, and go out and make something. Actually, stay in and make. Actually, okay. And, yeah, and that's yeah. Andrew, love it. Uh, thank you, Andrew. 
Um, I agree with you. I love Phil it. is funny, kind of. Especially when we're making uh, fun of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, I guess we want to read one more. Yeah, we can read one more. Uh, this is by uh, <clears throat> R. Sites, and the title is Still Funny, and it goes like this. I got sawdust on my reclaimed audio t-shirt this weekend. Rob Sites, pronounced like Sites Bill, as in gun sites. Keep up the great work, guys. Love listening to you three. <clears throat> I, uh, he said two. I wrote three because, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Real quick, though, uh, I, I've actually met Rob, and I've, I've had a beer with Rob, and I've hugged Rob, and um, I know how to say your last name. Like gun sites. Like gun sites. I didn't. Right. So thank you, Rob. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rob. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not gonna. Let's. I'm not gonna pick a fight with our our reviewers like Bill is over here. I'm gonna thank him. No picking fights with Mr. Sites. Oh, um, look at you! You're a poet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weekly tip segment. Who's got a good one? I got a good one. Buy filters for your <coughs> HVLP guns. <laughs> or don't throw the one away that came in the box that matched the paper. I, I think I still have it. I'm going to check my box. Okay. It's somewhere. I have a weird one uh, that okay. may never be useful to anyone, but I was cutting um, uh, a thousand pieces of, of pallet wood, and I was cutting a 45 on both sides of it, like cutting strips that are about two inches wide, but they have a 45 because I want to overlap them because they're not all going to be straight and stuff. And it's going to be for the interior of my truck. And so I was like, instead of butt joining them, I'm doing 45s over them so I can hang them over each other. And then if there's like shrinking and warpage and stuff, you won't see what's behind them, right? Because there's like a, a layer, you know. You're not okay. following that, Phil? Bill's following it. No. Yeah. No, Bill is, Phil's not. Are you? What do you mean? You're cutting, you're cutting miters and then what? I'm, I'm running down the, the length of the board. The boards are, you know, four feet long or whatever. And so yeah. instead of cutting them instead of cutting them straight to butt joint them together, I'm cutting them at 45-degree angles so they overlap each other when I put them together. So that way if one shrinks uh, and stuff, there's wood underneath You don't, you don't it, you see know, light, basically. Uh, right. You won't see light through it. Yeah. So, okay, I get you. All right. So what, that, so what that meant is I had to, you know, put my saw blade at a 45, and then I had to cut one side. But now when I'm going to cut the other side, there's this very it's a 45 degree angle that's going up against the fence and what happens is that likes to go under the fence mm -hmm. and it's dangerous of course so yeah. i used um I, I started with masking tape but that got cut too easily the wood would actually cut the masking tape as it ran along it so i ended up using packing tape um, which is a little bit stronger and what i did is i put masking tape down this is what i settled on after a few different iterations I put masking tape down first so it wouldn't stick as well to my table saw and be as hard to peel off as the clear stuff. And then I put the packing tape on top of that and I just made a little L, L 90 degree bend over my fence uh, against the table. And on I just, the table. Basically, on the you, table. You, taped your, you taped your seam uh, fence down and, and took yes. away that gap between the fence and the top of your table. Right. I just created, a, I filled the seam with tape in essence right. so by just making like an L shape over it and then yeah. I, and it wasn't perfect but what I was cutting wasn't perfect um, you know what I mean so it kind of didn't really matter no you're um, just trying to keep that right. wood from sliding under the fence because that's going to change your width 
because when I get into the video portion of this, I'm actually going to talk about it at, at length because it was probably one of the most dangerous operations that I've ever done in my shop um, on this table saw for, for a couple reasons. Because one is that reason that is, that is pinching other. The other is, is that because the way my table saw works, the fence is on the opposite side of the blade than I normally mm. would use because I have the old school one that tilts to the right instead of the left. So, so that's unfamiliar mm. territory. Now your pressures, and because of the nature of the type of cut it is, it's more likely to want to kick back and grab the blade because of that. That's you know cutting at an angle. There's more teeth touching more wood, so you're more likely to have a kickback. Plus, I'm cutting pallet wood, which had all these cracks and snarls in it and stuff, which is why I'm doing this operation in the first place. So there's chances of tension getting released in weird and awkward times. Plus, mm. I was cutting like a thousand of them. And so when you do that repetitive stuff, you start getting blasé-faire about it and complacent. Or, or laissez-faire about it yeah. and complacent and, and you have your headphones on, you got all this noise and you sort of start tuning out. And so like everything about that is a recipe for like for d disaster, you know. And so I was doing everything I could to eliminate any dangers. And the one was that tape gap. And the other right. was I would grab a stack of like 20 or 30 and I would do them and then I would stop and I would do something else for a couple of minutes and I would go back. That's and, good advice. Know, mm -hmm. And I was making sure where I was, I, I was not standing behind the blade. I was making sure I was standing off to the side because there's a few times I had things go yeah. and shoot past me. And that way they weren't hitting me. They were shooting past me, you know. Right. But uh, so like the, the tip was sacrificial fence. Not um, I, I thought about using a sacrificial fence, but if I did that, it would still be a piece of wood that was still touching the surface that something could get You'd cut off. You still have to tape it down. It, it still had to get taped down. It still be pinchable. It feels like you're not getting what I think what he's saying. That that wedge of the 45, here's the fence. Yeah. And that wedge of the 45 yeah. is hitting the fence and trying to go underneath it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But a, yeah. sacrificial so a sacrificial fence, you could fence. like make it flesh flush to the top of the table. Like it, it could go more like flush it down. than my fence. Well, I would need to tape it down. If you clamp it to the fence but flush to the table, it's not going to go underneath. Yeah. I'm still going to try to go underneath. Yeah, it's still going to try and go underneath. Huh? Okay. Because it, it's literally like razor thin at the tip of that 45. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. does it need to be, like, I know you're doing an overlap. Like, it's kind of like shiplap. But, like, does it need to be, like, a perfect, you know, razor thin? Th like, couldn't you start it a little further off so that maybe it's got, like, I don't know, an eighth of an inch? You know, it doesn't have oh, to, to be give a perfect it, I, miter? I, well, I could, but that would make it more work to just set all that operation up that way you know what, 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 are the what things do you mean you like do instead of a to perfect triangle that, it's just not do a 45 do like, less do like a 22 and a half right Something i, like, I yeah. thought about doing that i thought about doing less because when i've done this in the past i did much less but because the wood was so thin um a 22 and a half was not oh i see what you're saying gap. right 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 yeah, the yeah. wood's less than a half inch thick so I, I wanted as big of a gap as possible because i know it's going to be sloppy and tricky putting it together you know, hmm. so I wanted to give myself as much, you know. You could have also literally done shiplap with, like, a dado stack and then just done as much of, or as little of that overlap as you needed to. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about that, too. I, th um, I think all of these ideas I bet you thought of, but for the production value of having to do a buttload of them, uh, the fence on the table saw is probably the easiest because another way you could do it, if you're only doing a few, use your circular saw, right? Then you don't have to worry about right. none of that. If you use a circular yeah. saw to cut a 45 on either side, 
that makes there's and no, if I was only doing a few, the shiplap is is again time wise. That's a right. lot more work. Doesn't seem like it, but it is because there's setup time. Mm. This was one setup for I. It was one setup to cut the boards on one side and one setup to cut the boards on the other side, and I was and that was mm. it, you know, and, and it was point. literally that's yeah. how many uh, thirty. It was a couple hundred boards. Yeah, and I'm half done. I'm I'm half. There's, okay. I still have another stack of. Because there was like yeah, there's like, I think like two hundred something boards. Yeah, because I bec well maybe more than that because I was cutting them as each board I was cut in half. So yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Good tip. Um, what grabbed your attention this week? Let's go to let's keep the ball rolling with Tim Sway. What's what grabbed your attention this week? Um. All right, I'll say it. I said it off air a couple weeks ago, and I'll say it this week. Uh, listeners of a certain age may remember the 1976 PBS miniseries "I Claudius," <laughs> and uh, and other other listeners of a younger age might remember walking in and seeing their parents watching this on PBS and getting their little minds blown by the fact that PBS had all this debauchery and nudity and craziness going on, um, and uh, it's a British production of uh, basically the, the, the span of a couple generations of the this uh, Roman Empire and and it's it was a it was the Game of Thrones of the 70s is what it was right that's um, exactly what it was do you remember it Bill I do yeah you were younger and you remember seeing it being like oh my god I just saw naked people right like uh, it was it was quite quite a thing and um, I I had recollections of it existing but I had never watched it. I was too young I was three you know when it came out you were a little older, so you were like kind of like paying attention, you know. But uh, so I, I recently checked it out from our library, and I watched it all. Um, and it was there's so many things about it that are hilariously like bad, like the cardboard sets and the yeah, you know, and the and, and this and that. And there's like they, they they talk about like nowadays is like if there's like a war, there's like this CGI masterpiece scene of battles and blood, and this is just like oh that war was brutal, eh? And then the other guy's like yeah it was, <laughs> that's it, you know. <laughs> it's just all dialogue. Sure it's was. All like these like theater actors. Um, but so, but it, it was really enjoyable and some amazing acting. Like it, some of it's like kind of you know dated and cheesy, but some of it is absolutely brilliant. Like there's this um, the, the actor that plays Augustus. Uh, his last name's Blessed. Uh, I forget his first name. Uh, like he dies on camera, and it's it is a a, a lesson in classical acting. The, like the, they have the camera close up on his face. He's got all this horrible, terrible makeup on it, like to make him look old, and his wife is talking off camera and she's delivering this amazing dialogue and they just stay fixed on his head it's the full screen as he hears her saying these things and he understands them and, and to, to the, some horror to some shock and then he dies and she continues talking and he sits there and he's dead for like three minutes at least at least and he doesn't blink it's incredible. It's an incredible feat of acting. There's all these things about it. This are just gems. And the reason I watch is because there's a podcast that goes along with it now. John Hodgman and, and some other guy are, are watching this this doc, this series and talking about it, making an episode for each episode, kind of, you know, reveling in it. And so it's just been an enjoyable experience to revel along with the, the podcast, which is called I Podius, and the 76 miniseries from the BBC TV called I Claudius. <laughs> bum bum. Yeah, it's been fun. How about, about uh, you, Bill? Bill? Well, I, on the other hand, uh, <clears throat> I'm just gonna uh, 
give a shout out to Dave Bauer, Dave Bauer Art. You can follow him on Instagram and YouTube. And the main reason I'm giving him a shout is because, uh, as you guys know, I post a picture every day. Uh, Saturday's picture, or most every day. Saturday's picture, I, I had uh, Lou the Dragon on the back of my truck. And Dave took that. I don't know how he did it. I'm sure it's much easier for him than it would be for me. But he made a sketch of Lou. Oh, just, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and I was just like, dude, yeah. that is so cool. So thank you, Dave. And... Uh, and uh, we love you. And check him out. Like I said, Instagram, Dave Bauer Art, and YouTube, Dave Bauer Art. In fact, Tim, his last video he did, he made a, uh, a jigsaw puzzle board, which is basically a, just a, a board that you can do the jigsaw, and it has raised lips on the, the edges. So I think yeah. he said one that a cat can't get. Uh, I'm assuming so the cat can't swipe the pieces, the pieces off. the pieces off. But yeah. he made it what out of. What is it made of? Hollow yeah. doors. That's right. It's part nice. of the crew. Nice. Yeah. You go, Dave. Woo, woo. Anyway, Phil, I'd like to know what caught your attention. I, I just, I'm interested in everything you have to say, think, and feel. Wow. Uh, thank you for that. That's quite the introduction. Um, I went super old school this week, and I've been watching a lot of, like, the OG Godfather, and that is Norm Abrams. Oh. My, my, um... Oh. So I, think I thought you meant the Godfather series. <laughs> no, no, no! Like the real, the old, like the guy, the dude, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, my dream project, my dream woodworking project, is to make um, an authentic Morris chair. And I, it's something I've been thinking about for years and years, and I'd love to like do it right. And so I've been watching uh, that series that Norm put out for the New Yankee Workshop, and uh, that's what I'm trying to be like just. You know, easy breezy, just super chill. Um, and Norm is the king for like just the most relaxing, chill videos ever. You know, he's so smooth. Everything that he does is just okay. And now we went to an antique shop and we saw, uh, uh, you know, uh, this uh, this this antique that we love. And oh, oh, look, it's a prototype I built. Okay, and now we're gonna do this part. You know, like it's just so easy to watch, and he's such a great narrator, and he just, you know, he started this whole thing, and I, I think he's fantastic. So that's what, that's what I've been watching. Um, well, let's move on. Yeah. To, oh look, that's the end of the show. Our websites: WilliamLutz.com, newly updated by the way, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions. Feedback, Bluefish. I so uh, wanted to do the up. Jaws theme just now. Du-dum, 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 du-dum. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a good looking fish. Um, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimed audio. Um, on iTunes, leave us those reviews. As long as they're five star, we will read them out and we will comment on them and probably not make fun of them uh, You know, later on. On Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. I also have a link to that on our website, uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the best way to keep these guys on the air uh, and thriving, you know, throughout this pandemic. So, guys, thank you very much. Ladies, thank you very much. Be well. Stay safe. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll, We'll speak to you next week. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, and be good. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, man, see? Yeah, see?